It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 23rd, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr.com. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll replay our Spotify green room. As we are one week away from the NBA draft, I answer a bunch of draft questions, a bunch of questions about play, about players, the Kuminga Barnes debate, uh, and, and a whole lot more about the Orlando Magic as we get set for the NBA draft next Thursday, July 29th. While we're here, also make sure you go back and listen to yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic. I spoke with Aaron Goldstone of Orlando Pinstripe Post a little bit more about the Orlando Magic's draft strategy and what they have to do to uh, what they what they have where they're kind of situated as they enter the NBA draft. So these last two days, two very long episodes, I know, but two episodes worth your time as we get ready for the NBA draft. Before we dive into the Spotify green room, though, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching the every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the Lando Magic with excruciating detail. This podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Milwaukee Bucks after their big championship celebration? Check out Locked On Bucks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The show, also as a reminder, the show is brought to you by the live Locked On NBA Draft Show that is coming to you next Thursday at 7 p.m. NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's the Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Now we'll head into the green room. Oh, 
And we're going to dive right in here on the Spotify Green Room with Eli Walton. Eli, how's it going, man? Hey, Philip, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Hey, I was just, uh, one thing I was, I was noticing, um, it really seems like Kaminga has really dropped um, as of late. Um, it seemed like it was like a foregone conclusion he was going to be um, the fifth pick, most likely. Um, what do you think the reasoning is behind that? Uh, is it just because of Scotty Barnes kind of shooting up the board, or is, or what do you think? I mean, I think it's a common. I mean, yeah, the Kaminga bar, the Kaminga thing's been really odd in some ways, um, because you know, for the longest time, he was considered clear-cut top five guy. Um, you know, that I, I was always told this was a five-person draft. I, I even said, you can go back and listen to me before the lottery. I said, as long as Magic in the top five, I'm going to be pretty happy um, because there are five really good players. And I, I still think Kaminga can be a really good player, but I think there's a few factors that are that are kind of scaring teams off. Um, first off, uh, Kuminga did not play up to expectations in the bubble. Um, that is, that's, that's just fact. Um, he averaged, I still averaged 17 points per game, but he did not play the way that, everyone expected and thought he would. Um, the shooting did not come along, uh, which is a big concern. But more importantly than that, um, you know, he just didn't seem super engaged defensively. Um, and I think that's the bigger concern because, you know, he's advertised as having an NBA-ready body, uh, having the ability to, to go out and defend and have all the tools to defend. And it just doesn't seem like he wants it uh, you, or he was interested in that end. And, you know, a lot of these NBA scouts will, will probably say, especially with young players, they can tell how much a guy really wants it or how much a guy's really involved in the game by how they play defense because there's no glory in defense. And so you do see some of these guys, unless they have just otherworldly scoring ability, you see these guys climbing the ranks and, and you look at a guy like Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is not a good offensive player. You know, I don't think anyone will deny that. I don't think he would deny that. He's got a lot of work to do offensively to become a more valuable player. And, and I would, again, I've leaned toward Kuminga more than Barnes because of that. Um, but Barnes gets after it defensively. He wants to play defense. And, and I think, you know, especially with how limited um, coaches' interactions were with, uh, with, with players um, because of COVID, because they weren't able to travel around, they didn't get the chance to talk to assistant coaches. They didn't get a chance to maybe chat with Brian Shaw or chat with an assistant coach and say, like, hey, what's Kuminga like behind the scenes? Or go observe a practice, which, which they often do as well. Um, they, 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 they can only, you know, kind of surmise that, hey, look, Barnes isn't scoring, but that dude plays hard 40, you know, 40 minutes for however long he's out there. He plays great defense. We can project that forward and say, if this guy's willing to work hard on his defense, he's willing to work hard elsewhere. And I think that's where Barnes has really taken uh, the step up. The other part of the equation, I think, is um, Kuminga, um, you know, ended with that with that knee issue. And he said when he interviewed with the Magic, uh, or he said when he talked to the media on Tuesday, that he... Uh, that he um, had knee tendonitis and that he'd worked through it. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some injury concern there too, um, especially, you know, again, with the Magic, they've had a very bad history with knee, knee injuries right now. Um, that, that may be scaring some teams off a little bit as well. Right. Yeah, and I could see um, even, uh, I, I think for the Magic, it would be if they were going to take Barnes, um, I think it, if Moody was available at eight, I think that would be a really good pickup. Even if maybe some people are h- higher on Kaminga than Barnes, uh, I just I think if we if we somehow got Barnes and uh, and Moses Moody, that would be a pretty good pretty good draft. Yeah, I mean, and and, and I think and I think you know again, I, I don't think there are many players that 
don't provide the magic with good upside. I, I see uh, more speaker requests coming in. We'll get to those in a second. Um, I don't think there are many combinations that would you know be bad for the magic. I, I know I know we just posted our player profile on Franz Wagner. Um, the only the only picks you know I don't even dislike Franz Wagner that much. The only picks that would bother me are picks that don't have much upside behind them. Like I wouldn't you know like right. I think Corey Kispert will be a really good and will be a fine NBA player. I don't think that's what the Magic need right now, especially with top 10 picks. They got to take some swings. Um, Barnes, I feel like, is maybe a safer pick than Kuminga, but um, but mostly because at the least, Barnes is going to be a solid defender off the bench. You know, he may not be a star, but he'll be a solid defender off the bench. If Kuminga isn't your starring player, I, I do find it very difficult to think, like, okay, what else is he going to be? Right. Yeah. Um, cool. Thank, thank you very much, Eli. Uh, let's get to the next uh, speaker request. Ar- Armando Segura. H- how you doing, man? Armando, are you there, bud? Hey, Armando. How's it going, man? Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Philip? Uh, so, just a quick question in regards to the draft. This in my interpretation, is a do or die. This is a, pretty much what's going to set us apart from the rest of the NBA teams that are on the lottery. Do you believe that the eighth pick will be crucial as well as selecting the right player and, and the fifth pick? Thanks. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know if I would call this necessarily a do or die draft. I, I think what's important um, Magic have two bites at the apple here. So so the one thing that I think is really important is Magic get at least one rotation caliber player out of this draft. Um, you know, they're, they're obviously put a lot of eggs into this draft, and, and I think it would be nice to get a star player. But, you know, regardless of who they pick, you look at next year's roster, I, I hate to say it, they're probably going to be back in this lottery position next year. And, you know, I don't know if they'll be one, I don't know if they'll have like the worst record in the league or, or anything like that. But I do think that it is it is very, very possible that they're kind of right back in this kind of four or five range, maybe six, seven range would be would be probably more ideal to see some progress. Um, I think it would be very, very, very likely that the Magic are kind of back in this kind of position again next year. So I don't know if it's do or die, but I do think it's really important that the Magic get a key player in the draft. And, and I've often kind of said that that eighth pick serves as a bit of a backstop, that the Magic, you know, can go take a home run swing on a Kuminga, you know, who has, you know, maybe you know, one or two potential outcomes for his career and then get someone that they feel very, very certain is going to be part of this rotation moving forward at eight. Um, you know, they, they could flip it, honestly. They could go take a guy that's a little more sure and Scotty Barnes and then go after someone that's a little bit more of a high upside pick like James Booknight um, or even, you know, I know Alpern Sangun's being thrown out there a little bit. I'll get to my thoughts on him in a bit. Um, or, you know, even someone like Josh Giddy, like go, go, go take a little bit of a swing with eight um, on that front. I, I think what's really important is the Magic get at least one player out of this draft. If they miss on both of these picks, then yeah, the Magic might be in a little bit of trouble, you know, unless that positions them to get the number one pick next year, which, you know, next year's draft, from what I understand, is good, not as good as this year's draft. So it, yes, with two buys at the Apple of 10, I'd love two players. I'm not saying don't get two players here. Um, you you got to make sure you get at least one rotation level player for not just when you're developing, but when you're contending as well. Right. And do you think that uh, Cole Anthony's out of position in his career right now that he should be the starting point guard for the start of the next season? Or do you still think we should start uh, Michael Carter Williams just because he has a, a better leadership? No, no. I mean, I, I think well, I think starting Michael Carter Williams is usually a, a very bad sign. Um, I love Michael Carter Williams. I think he's a really valuable veteran for this franchise and for this team. 
Um, I think he's best in small doses. If you're relying on him too much and, and putting the ball in his hands to do too much, you're going to be in trouble. And I think that's that's kind of been proven throughout his career. And, and so there's there's a place for him in the league at this point. Um, I do think, you know, until Mark L. Falls comes out, comes comes back, Cole Anthony should be the starting point guard. Um, I think that he's he's proven um, that, you know, that the game slowed down for him a little bit. He's become a better distributor. He's become a more reliable shooter as, as the season went on. The kind of progress that he made last year makes me feel very comfortable for a young team like this, that Cole Anthony can kind of manage them uh, and, 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 learn, and learn and grow. And of course, you know, they say this all the time. The biggest growth for young players comes between their first and their second years. I'm expecting a pretty, you know, sizable leap for Cole Anthony. You know, just we know the talent that he has. We know that he was one of the more uh, highly uh, decorated high school prospects coming into coming into his high school class when he went to North Carolina. That doesn't necessarily go away very, very fast, I don't think. Um, and, and he played really well. He had good stretches for the Magic last year. So I, I don't I don't think I don't have any qualms about starting Mark uh, starting Cole Anthony next year um, over Michael Carter Williams. I think that I think that would be the absolute right thing to do. But you know, I think what's going to be really beautiful about the way that this Magic team develops is there's going to be a ton of competition. And, and, you know, Cole Anthony is very clearly about his team, about his team and his teammates. Um, you know, I think he, he welcomes that competition and cheers on his guys, even if he ends up getting beat. Yep. No, no problem. Thank you very much, Armando. Um, if you, if you have a speaker request, want to get in on the show, uh, feel free to drop them. I'm going to go through some of the comments here as well. Um, you know, Ralph Henry noted Kuminga should be the pick. He shot the ball well at his pro day and had good workouts. Um, I, I am honestly with you there, Raph. Um, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, I, I do think Kuminga is a pick. I think the Magic need to take a home run swing. Um, you know, we just kind of got out of this whole issue with having too many big forwards who can't shoot. Um, not that Chumo Kiki can't shoot. Not that Jonathan Isaac can't shoot. But I, 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 I like Scotty Barnes. I don't think this is the situation to get the most out of Scotty Barnes. Um, and, you know, a big thing that I've kind of been hammering on is if you're going to draft a player, there needs to be a pathway for him to play. I'm not sure that Scotty Barnes, you know, Scotty Barnes will play because it's a young team. Jonathan Isaac's going to be kind of in and out of the lineup because of his recovery. Um, but this is not a team where I can see clearly, okay, Scotty Barnes is going to be the starter, you know, starting three or starting four on this team. I- I'm not sold on that um, necessarily because I like Chumo Kiki and I want to give Chumo Kiki that chance to, to kind of grow into the three. We're not sure if he's a three yet. Um, Jonathan Isaac's obviously a really good player. Um, so I think Kuminga on that front probably fits better. Uh, obviously, he has a huge upside, and I think that's really, really um, important uh, for for the for the Magic as well. Um, he he can be a scorer. He can be kind of a, a, a three, uh, not a necessarily a three level scorer, but kind of be a driving scorer, a, a guy that really kind of you can center an offense around. Um, if the Magic believe that, I think they should take them. If they don't believe that, they should pass on them, and they should you know if Scotty Barnes is the next best player on the board, take him or look to move him around to to try and. Uh, get the kind of player that you want. Um, Daniel Mortensen asks, thoughts on Sangun? Is he a younger Vooch? Um, this is uh, kind of coming off of a comment that was made by Sam Vecini of The Athletic in his latest uh, mock draft. He said that the Magic are interested in Alperin Sangun and see him as the potential next Nikola Vucevic, um, which I found really, really odd. Um, I like Alperin Sangun. Um, I think he's a really skilled player. Uh, I think that he, um, you know, he has, he, he, I think he fits a lot of what modern centers are meant to be. Um, you know, he's great in pick and rolls. He knows how to time his roles really well. He can pop, he can't pop out the three point line quite yet, but he's got a developing jumper and I think he can grow into that part. Offensively, I think he has all the tools. You know, I think he, uh, you know, can post up a little bit too. You know, I think, I think that he fits a lot of what modern centers are asked to do. Um, but 
the thing that I would say as well, though, is if we're just, I mean, and I like Alperen Sengun, I'm not saying I don't dislike him. Why did we trade Nikola Vucevic if we're just going to draft Alperen Sengun? Um, you know, I'm not against taking a center here. Uh, I'm not sold that Wendell Carter or Mo Bamba are the answers at center long-term, but I just, I don't think a building inside out is the way to go. I think that this league, you need wings. Um, and yes, I know Nikola Jokic and, and Joel Embiid just went one, two in MVP voting and Giannis Antetokounmpo is essentially a center uh, in a lot of ways. But uh, I, I, I just, I don't think this is the right time to take a guy like Sangoon. Um, you know, at worst Sangoon is going to be an Ennis, is going to be Ennis Cantor. And obviously that's really good. Um, you know, Ennis Cantor has had a long career in the NBA. He's, he's found his niche, but Sangoon is not a great defender. Um, at this point in pick and rolls, um, I, I'm not sold completely that he can be kind of a starting caliber center. I know I, 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 I'm trying to focus more on what guys can do, but we are talking about foundational pieces for the Magic here. I know I said this isn't a do or die draft. I do expect the Magic kind of be back in this position next year, um, but I, I do think that um, I do think that the the Magic are kind of in a position where they need to make sure they they need to get someone that uh, can. Um, that can that can add something more to the team and kind of be a foundational piece. And I'm not sure that Sangun does that. I, I, you know, I, I, Aaron Goldstone uh, uh, on our podcast of Orlando Pinter, I posted on our podcast uh, earlier that I posted earlier today, um, said that essentially, um, essentially, you know, drafting a guy like Scotty Barnes is a luxury. I feel like drafting Sangun, it's not quite a luxury. The Magic might have a needed center, um, but I do think that I do think that he isn't exactly what the Magic need, or, or that the Magic are kind of covered there. They can make some decisions. They can figure out the center position. There, there are plenty of big bodies that you can throw around. And I know, I know this team has a, has a history of developing centers, but uh, I'm not sure that that Sangoon is the right guy at this moment. Let's take a quick break right now, so I can tell you a little bit more about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. It's the only thing in swing right now, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's get a speaker request in. Um, let's hear from uh, Rich Gibson. Rich, how you doing, man? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going? Going well. Thank you very much. Long time uh, Magic fan, 20, uh, 24 year season ticket holder here. Nice. Um, uh, very concerned about this draft. I know you spoke quite a bit about 
uh, we're, we're looking for a rotation player. Um, I'm looking for accountability from management. I'm looking for accountability from the coaching staff of this recent change. And I think it begins with these picks. I'm not uh, one of those in the Kuminga court. Uh, court. I've seen uh, every game he's played with the Ignite. Uh, not a fan of, of his. I think potentially he could grow into something. I think the risk for him to bust is far greater than the risk for him to be exceptional. But I want to get your feedback regarding Moody. I live currently uh, in, in Florida, but I also have a home uh, near Arkansas. So I've seen quite a few of the uh, the games at Arkansas. And I'm a big analytics guy, and his analytics are off the charts. What is, what's your take on Moses Moody? Yeah, I, I, I have been been driving the Moses Moody bus and, and driving over people on the Moses Moody bus. Um, I, I Personally, I think that he is a perfect fit for what the Orlando Magic need. Um, I've, I've kinda, I, I agree with you on Kuminga that Kuminga is a boomer bus guy. He's either going to be a superstar or he's not going to be anything in this league. Um, and, and I do understand that risk, and, and that's why I've kind of been big on eight being a backstop, you know, you make sure you get someone good at eight. And, and to me, um, of all the players with upside uh, of all the players that I've, I've watched to me, Moses Moody has, has plenty of room to grow. I think he can be a really good player, but at the very least, he's a three and D guy um, because of everything you mentioned. Great three point shooter, uh, great, you know, great off of cuts. Like he, he can play as a shooter. He played as a shooter at Arkansas um, where he struggled at Arkansas was when they put him on the ball and asked him to isolate and drive a little bit. And that's just not really his game. But he did that well enough in spurts to make me think like, okay, if he continues to work at it, he continues to grow at it, he might be able to be a little bit of that too. And so I've been a big fan of Moody at eight. Um, Every mock draft that I've done, essentially, I've taken Moody at eight because I believe that he's not only one of the elite shooters in this draft. Um, I, I don't think he's the best shooter in this draft. I, I do think that's Corey Kispert, but he's one of the elite shooters in this draft. Um, he's, he has all the tools to be great defensively. He's young. He still makes some defensive mistakes. He gets a little excited, goes for blocks and steals too much. Um, but he, uh, he, uh, um, he, he does everything that, that you want him to do. Um, and so I, I'm a, I'm a big, fa- I'm a big fan of Moses Mooney and, and, He's been my favorite to, 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 to pick at eight this entire, this entire draft process. Yeah, I agree with you on, on the eight pick. That's, that's kind of my thoughts, too. The, uh, the one thing I did want to throw out, someone just mentioned about Singoon. I, I am a huge Singoon fan, um, and, and I don't agree with the comparisons. I know some have talked about a cop of, of uh, Vucevic or uh, I've even heard uh, Nurkic or, or – you know, I, his game is really not that. The one that he would it's be somewhere the between those two. <laughs> well, I mean, in my opinion, there's actually a player when he started out, not as he ended up. When he ended up, he was a great uh, three point shooter, uh, great all around player. Was a player out of Indiana named Detlef Shrimp. Uh, okay. When De- when Shrimp came into the league, he was very very similar to um, to what we see in Singoon. Singoon's footwork. Uh, inside the, the arc, there's probably not a better offensive player in terms of skill set in this draft. He, he is phenomenally gifted. And understand, he's the only one that's been competing. Now, Jalen Green, obviously, and, and Kaminga competed against G League players that were maybe a step above or maybe even two steps I mean, above. Let, let, I mean, let's, let's give Sangoon the credit. I mean, I, the credit. Like, I mean, and, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I, mean, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, you're absolutely right uh, on, on that front because um, Sengun won the MVP of the Turkish League. And that, that is not – At 18. You know, that's, yeah, at, at 18. And that, that is, you know, 
that league, you know, the, the Turkish Super League, you know, it isn't the ACB league, you know, but it's it's a legitimate league. It is a big league, and and it's a big deal that someone that young played that well. And I'll admit, I made a, I, I probably I'm probably making a lazy comp in in calling him like kind of a, at least an Ennis Cantor because they're both from Turkey. Um, but you know, you're right. No, that's Sanders fair. Right. He rebounds. He rebounds like Cantor. He really does. Yeah. He goes after yeah. the, the. And he's got the and, ball and, and, and you know Cantor's got great offensive footwork. But yeah, I agree. Sangoon's got great offensive footwork. He's a better sh- jump shooter than. Than uh than than Canner is already at this point already, um you know I, I do think that's not kind of his favorite that's kind of his favorite and and we're gonna have to see if it expands out the three point line. The defense is the big part that concerns me. Um I do wonder is he better than you know can can he be better than Wendell Carter and Mobamba? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um does he you know have the upside that you know maybe we thought Mobamba had in in coming in the draft process? Probably not too. Um but. You know, I, I I I don't dismiss the reports that that the Magic are interested in Sangoon. They were one of the few teams that got to work him out and interview him. Um, I don't think that's nothing. I think the interest is legitimate. I'm not sold at the, with the Magic centers either. Um, I, I'm a little bit hesitant because there's so many other needs the Magic have. Whether Sangoon's the right pick, but you know, people 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 shouldn't be down on Sangoon. Sangoon is a very very good player, and you know, put him in the right situation. I think he'll be really really good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's a sleeper for sure, and. Uh... You know, I've I've looked at uh, most of his games. Uh, definitely uh, sold on his potential. My concerns the same as yours. His uh, you know lateral movement. You know his ability to defend in space is is a big concern. Um, that's the reason why I kind of look at somebody like Moody as being a safer pick at eight. But uh, time will tell for sure. Appreciate yeah, your for time. sure. Well, since 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 I have you, and I think this is this is an important point to bring up um if you're if you're not taking kuminga at five are you are you sold on barnes at five or, or, or do you think the magic should go you know kind of off board there or maybe even trade down i'll be honest with you my first choice from day one and again i i have a significant vested interest is to uh, move up uh and, okay. and oh, to, absolutely <laughs> and, try, and try to aggressively go after in, in my opinion uh, i don't think they're as interested in green as they are in mobley um and I and I think Green uh, could be uh, a great player, but when I look at his analytics and I look at his game versus Boo Knight, um, I don't know that there's a huge delta between the two. I think Mobley is man, he's unique, um, and and his skill set is is off the charts. So when I look at you know a potential move up candidate, I could see them trying to move up to. Uh, they won't get one or two. I think the price will be too steep. Uh, but I can see them pulling off something, hopefully, with, with Cleveland. And if we could get up there and take Mobley and then uh, and get one potential star player. I'm not a big fan of Mo. I think Mo's extremely intelligent, very articulate. I, I certainly saw the appeal, though. I was pulling for Shea Gilgis-Alexander when we, we did that draft. And, and we you know obviously picked Mo instead. But... Uh, you know, I, I I think we could definitely upgrade, and I think you know as well as I do that Wendell Carter Jr. is a great player, but he's going to be a rotation player. He's not a starter for our team long term. And uh, and I think we've got to look at uh, where we can get the best player available. And my opinion, if we could move up to get green, that would be great. My first choice would be Mobley. Yeah, no, and and I, and I think I think Mobley. I mean, I, I, the big the big question. And I, know, I know I've repeated a lot of this in, in some of these call in some of these calls, but the big question I've had with any player that the Magic are picking is a: Do they fit with what you already have? So you know, you, I always ask this: Does Scotty Barnes fit with Jonathan Isaac with Chumo Kiki? Um, if the answer to that is not great, then the next question needs to be: 
are they better than what you already have? And, you know, I think, I think a lot of us are kind of getting hung up with the Alfred Sangoon stuff with, is he better than Wendell Carter and better than Mo Bamba? Are, are you going to abandon those projects to, to draft a guy, to invest in a guy like Sangoon? To me, Evan, you know, again, and, and I see the question here, Mobley in a guard wing league, but to me, Mobley is better than what the Magic already have at center. And while, yes, this is a guard wing league, like I said, the Magic are probably going to be back in this position next year. I haven't looked at la- la- next year's class. I, I don't usually look that far ahead, but I'm sure Magic management has. They already know what's coming up. They, they I think they're kind of op- going to operate under the assumption that, yeah, we'll probably be back in this position next year at a five, six pick. You can go get your wing then. You can go, you can go fill, a, fill a more d- concrete need then. You need building block pieces. And, I can't you know, agree uh, with you more. And, I couldn't and agree. I, and, I, and, I, and I agree. And yeah, and I agree. Like when I, when I was doing mocks and I ended up with the second pick, I'd always pick Green over Mobley because, yes, this is a wing league. But at the end of the day, the Magic need talent. And Mobley is, you're right, Mobley is a very, very special talent. Yeah, I, I mean, the big thing with Mobley, when you look at I don't like the comp. I don't like any of the comps, but I did hear one person, ironically enough, out of Houston. I travel a lot with my work, and it's a sports station out of Houston. And he was saying that, that his footwork, his uh, mobility, his defensive uh, IQ uh, reminded him you know, so much of a young Akeem Olajuwon. So think about that for a second. Wrap your head around the potential for us to get someone with that type of mobility and that type of career. I'm not saying that he's going to be. But I am saying when you look at, you know, even against Cade, you know, Cade is going to be solid, but, you know, he, he may not have – I certainly don't think Cade has the ceiling that, that Mobley does. I will, uh, I will clearly state that. Uh, I think he has a much higher floor. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And Biggs, and, and Biggs take, take some time to develop. I mean, there's, there's no, no doubt about that. But uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'll be, uh, I'll be watching closely. Hopefully some good things happen. The biggest thing that needs to happen is accountability. Uh, we, need sure. account- we need accountability from, from uh, management. We need accountability from the coaching staff. And most importantly, we need accountability from the, the players. And I'll leave you with this. Uh, Chumo Kiki is much better than people think he is. Uh, I think he's going to uh, he's gonna be a uh, maybe a poor man's Tim Duncan. I don't necessarily agree <laughs> with Kawhi Leonard, but I do see I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Chuma's. I mean, Chuma, Chuma might have the, the personality on the floor of Tim Duncan, but like that, his game is definitely not Tim Duncan. Um, no, I, 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 I agree. The Kawhi comparisons are a little much. Like, but I agree with you that. know, you, but you know, who knows? Um, you know, I, I, I will say this about Chuma, and, and I think I think fans are forgetting this too, and, and fans are going to have to be reminded about this when we watch Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. You know, ACL injuries—they're not—they're they're serious injuries, not because of how difficult it is to come back. Um, there's serious injuries because of the time it takes to come back. It's nine to 12 months rehabbing before you can step on the floor. And then it's really a full year before you get your skill level back. So I, I really think, you know, I think what we saw from Chumo Kiki this year was really a taste of what he can be. Uh, I am really interested to see what he looks like coming up this year. Um, because I, I think, I think this will be the first real season we get to see Chumo Kiki. I agree with you. He was, and you know, in all all respects, a rookie last year too. I think sometimes. Oh we, yeah. We forget that, but that that was true, and uh, and I agree with you. So I'll let somebody else talk. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for hopping on. If you have a question, you can always jump on as well. Um, kind of building off that, just kind of going back to the comments. Uh, Christian Adam Adamus. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced your name there. Um, a- a- asked a, a while back, uh, what's your take on Jalen Suggs? I mean, he's kind of you know we've talked about. 
a little bit about Jalen Green, you know, Cade Cunningham's Cade Cunningham. We, we talked a lot about Evan Mobley. Um, what about Jalen Suggs? Um, to me, you know, I really like Jalen Suggs. And, and there's these reports now that the Magic are trying to move up to three with Cleveland. Um, you know, it, and, and that could be to take Mobley. That could be to take uh, Jalen Suggs. Um, Suggs is a great leader. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Um, he's, he's great. He just has an understanding of how to manage a game, when to choose his spots, when to attack. I don't think he's going to be an elite scorer. Um, but I think he will he will elevate everyone else's games, and I think that's that was really clear with how he played at Gonzaga. Of those top four guys, um, you know, Cade's Cade's you know kind of far and away the number one guy, I think. But um, of those top four guys, I think Suggs has the lowest chances of busting. He will be valuable somewhere on your roster. He may not be your star, um, but he can spread the floor as a shooter. He can defend. He can play some point guard. Um, his versatility, I think, is really really valuable. It would not surprise me if the Magic. Climb up to number three to take Jalen Suggs. Um, definitely don't forget about him uh, in this whole draft process. He isn't like locked into number four. I know people who think he's the number two guy in this draft. Um, let's hear from Kyle Langan. Kyle, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for uh, helping me get on. I was like, a <laughs> no worries. At, with like a tool trying to get into this app. It's yeah, this, the, the app is still going undergoing some transition. You know, they don't they don't have the the, the computer client, the desktop client yet. So I have to do this completely through my phone. Um, which always adds to the technical difficulties, but um, well, it's you know, all good, it's, man. It's, it's always it's always something. I want I want to I want to play a game with you if that's okay. Okay, okay. A little game called Make That Point. Okay, so I'm okay. going to I'm going to throw out I have four slightly hyperbolic, slightly exaggerated statements, and you just have to prove it. You just have to prove the point. You can't back out of it. Sound good? Okay. F- four statements. Okay, sounds good. All right. So number one, Let's Moses Moody will be the Magic's number five pick. Uh, probably not. No, uh, I, no, I, I don't no, think no. they Phil, Phil, no. Oh, you want me you to, you want to me to defend it? That's the game. Uh, okay. Um, you know, you know, I could, I could definitely, you know, in that case, you know, if I'm, if I'm being forced to defend this point, um, yes, you have to defend the point. You know, this is, this is, this is where my, this is where my legal training comes, comes into, comes in comes into play. Look, exactly. Moses Moody, Moses Moody checks off every box the magic want. Um, he's got the great wingspan. We saw the photo his mom posted from a few years ago where he's, you know, displaying that seven foot one wingspan that's reaching from the seal, from the ceiling to the, to the, to the top of the door frame. He's a great three point shooter. Uh, you know, he, he, he can become a star. I really do believe that he, there's the, there's a potential. It might be small. It might not be the greatest, but there is a potential that he can take that extra step up in his game. At the end of the day, the magic just need players. Um, and, and if, you know, they're willing to take a little bit of a bigger risk at eight. I, I, I've said this a million times. At five, take your guy. If Moses Moody's your guy, if he's the guy that you believe is, gives you the best player, take him at five. Don't wait for him at eight. Just take your guy at number five. And if Moses Moody's your guy and he's been one of my guys, you take him at five and, and you don't think twice about it. I knew you were going to be the man to prove that point, Phil. Ever since I'm, I've been listening, man, I know Moses is your guy. All right, second statement. You ready for this one? Okay. Jamal Mosley will be the Magic's head coach through this contract and will get renewed. I think, I mean, I think that's, I, I definitely think that's, that's going to, that's going to happen. Um, you know, I think that, you know, this, I've seen a lot of people, you know, be afraid of this first coaching hire because of Jacques Vaughn and, and there, there, it might be other reasons why people do that. People say that. Um, but, uh, but Mosley to me, uh, you know, from everything that I've read about him and everything that I've, I've heard from him, you know, he's, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to develop and build guys. The magic, you know, the way Jeff Wellman operates, I don't think they think very, you know, they don't think, they don't always think short-term. They're thinking long-term here too. They believe Mosley's a guy that not only can build this roster, 
um, to get through this early stage of the rebuild, which is going to take two to three years. Uh, you know, he signed a four-year deal. They all signed, you know, essentially four-year extensions, it sounds like. It's going to take a while to get this roster back to playoff contention. So if Mosley works out, and I think he will, it's going to take two, three years before we're talking about the playoffs again. Um, and then from there, we'll see where they grow. And, and, and Mosley's been around a lot of really successful coaches. Um, you know, he's with Byron Scott in Cleveland. You know, Byron Scott wasn't successful in Cleveland, but, they, but he was a very good coach in, in New Jersey. He was with George Carl in Denver. He was with Rick Carlisle in Dallas. This is a guy that has an established, very good pedigree behind him. Uh, and I, I think he's going to bring that to the Magic and get the most out of this young team. All Jeff Altman has to do is provide him a team to play play with. All right. I'm sold on Jamal Mosley now. Thank you very much, Phil. All right. No the problem. next one's kind of negative. I'm sorry, okay. everyone. This okay. one, but, this, but it, you know, maybe not, maybe not too crazy. The Magic will have the worst record in the league. I, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I, look, every year there's one team that gets horribly injured that, that doesn't, that, that, that surprises everyone to the worst record. Um, I will say I don't think the Magic will necessarily have the worst record because no, they're Phil, so the, young. The game, Phil. You no, 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 no. I, I, I get the game, but I want to I make sure I make this point before I, before I get into, get into okay, defending okay. the point. Uh, um, but I, I think that the Magic will kind of play out the end of the season this year, similar to how Minnesota did, where, look, it's more important for their young guys to play and honestly probably a little bit more important for their young guys to try and win a little bit late in the season. That look, they may be in position to get the worst record, but they'll probably, but they may end up being like Minnesota or even somewhat like Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City might be a better comp in that they're playing their young guys and they don't really have an option not to play them, and they're going to go out there and try and win, and so they might steal a few wins late in the season that knock them out. But look, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Magic had um, the I think the the I think when uh, BetOnline.ag came out with their over unders for the 2022 season. I don't think it's a coincidence, and I don't think it's wrong to think that the Magic will have the worst record in the Eastern Conference. Their over-under, I think, came in at 25 and a half. Um, this is still a roster, and we don't know who they drafted, obviously. We don't know um, what's going to come on draft night or how good that player is going to be coming out of draft night, which could change everything, of course. Uh, but this is still a team that lacks a great offensive creator. Um, this is still an extremely young team, uh, a really young team. Their best player, the two, their two best players, honestly, that are currently on the roster are coming off of major knee injuries. They're going to be limited somewhat this year. Um, will there be some games where this group surprises where it looks like it's coming together? Yes. And that's what the magic need to like kind of hang their hat on and hold on to tight this year. But it, it would not, again, I expect the magic to be back in this position in the draft next year. I, I do expect them to be kind of playing the lottery one more time before they begin to rise back up. So having the worst record in the league, it, it would not surprise me with this group. All right, let's hope that uh, prophecy doesn't come true. Uh, the last one, though, positive, Phil. On the flip side, on the upside, the Magic will make the playoffs. The ten game, the ten team playing next. Year. I, you know, I, I I think it can happen. Obviously, because I think they do have talent. Um, Jonathan Isaac is an elite player. Um, at, at defense, he's an elite defensive player. I think he he will be back in the all on the all defense. He will be on the all defensive team. Probably not next year, but the year after. I think he'll be back on that group. Um, they got a lot of young, hungry guys. Um, I, there, there, there could very well be a vibe of, you know, y'all don't know how good we are. Y'all, y'all are going to underestimate us. We can attack you from different areas. Um, they got a lot of like really young players who are going to make big leaps in their games. Um, we talked a little bit about Cole Anthony earlier on the show. You know, he, you know, he was one of the best high school prospects uh, entering college. 
that does not go away so quickly. Um, he looked really good last year. He had some really good moments. He should have been on the all-rookie teams. He could take a major leap in his game, especially as the Magic empower him a little bit more, and especially with a new coach, too. Um, we could see... Um, we could see Chumo Kiki take a big leap. We could see RJ Hampton. You know, he supposedly grew. He's supposedly a lot better shooter. Um, you know, from some of the reports that I've heard, some some of the reports I've heard, um, he could take a major leap. I've seen fans talk about him being the leading scorer for the team next year. There's a lot of excitement. Um, I think Mosley. I think do you think Jamal Mosley is going to create an an offensive and defensive system that fits the youth of this team a lot better than Steve Clifford did? Um, Steve Clifford is a conservative coach. He comes from the Pat Riley tree. Their de- that defensive style is very very conservative. I think Mosley wants this team to get after people and to really kind of increase the pressure. Um, they've got a little bit of depth with so much youth, and they got a lot of young legs that, that should be able to run for miles. Um, and so I do think that we'll see a completely different style of basketball from this group that could very well surprise people. I mean, I remember the story, the story goes from the 1999-2000 Heart and Hustle team was, you know, they played so hard. They, they played like 10, 11 guys. They played so hard that one time during a free throw a player like kind of turned to, I think it was either Daryl Armstrong or Bo Outlaw and said, do y'all ever stop? Um, and, and I think if the Magic can be that kind of team, they could surprise a lot of people this year. We're going to end there, Phil. Thanks for playing the game, man. Thanks no, no listening. problem, Kyle. I, 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 I like your game. Sorry if I, I missed this. No, missed this no, here. no. I'm giving you a hard time, man. I'm pushing you. I'm here no, to no, push I like, you, Phil. I, Hey, I need to, I need to flex those those legal muscles where where I have to defend defend uh, positions I don't necessarily agree in. So I appreciate that. There you go. There you go. Have a good one. Let's take a little bit of a break so I can tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar comes in so many delicious flavors? There's literally something for everyone. You want a fruity flavor like raspberry or orange or strawberry? You want more of a traditional kind of candy bar flavor like cookies and cream, German chocolate, or coconut? You can find it at Built Bar. Get your protein the, the way God intended with chocolate. I don't know if God intended it that way, but 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 that but you know we're we're mad scientists here. We're gonna make it that way. And not only is this chocolate like candy bar type stuff. It's actually good for you. It actually gives you some nutrients that you really need to get you get you through your day. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out, check these out. Most of the bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories. You're not eating a meal replacement bar here. You're eating a true snack bar, a true protein supplement bar, something to get you through your day, give you that little boost after a quick workout or whatever the case may be. Case may be. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you'll be eating the same things the pros eat as they play, as they compete in the Olympics coming up here in a minute. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Don't forget to... To check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Odyssey, your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? 
Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. No, no worries. Um, let me let me kind of get through some of these questions here that that are in the chat. Um, I I do want to make sure I get to the chat. Um, but if you want to ask a question like uh, Kyle did there, um, you can make a speaker request as too. Um, Cam B asked, you know, about thirty minutes ago now, should the Magic draft a player if they don't project the player to crack next season's playing rotation? Um, on this roster, no. Um, if if this were last year's team, uh, a playoff caliber team. I would say that's fine. You know, you can maybe give them some spot plays in the, in the G league playing in practice will be really valuable to them just, just to be around kind of excellence, so to speak. Um, but on this roster with so many young guys, um, I think it's a whole lot more valuable to make sure you're drafting someone that has a path to play. Um, that's kind of why I've, you know, I've not been like gung ho on Barnes um, because I don't necessarily see his path to play um, and not necessarily play, become a starter, become a, a, a major contributor to the team. Um, you know, I think it's really, I think collecting talent is really important. I think it's really, really a big deal to, to have guys who are, um, to have guys who are, uh, uh, you know, super talented and able to add to the team, but you also need to be thinking about the big picture a little bit. Like how is this guy going to fit into our playoff team into what we're going to look like when we're actually being competitive? How are we going to grow this group into a playoff team if you're just collecting random assortment of talent you're not building a team and, and i and i do think you know no one on this roster they should be they should be married to no one on this roster um i, I do think that that is that is true um you know i i think isaac is probably the most um important player on the team um and i do think that he i do think that he means a lot to this group um but you know, if there's a better player out there that plays Jonathan Isaac's position, you know, develop him for a few years, play him next to Isaac, and then make the decision like you did with Aaron Gordon. Um, but you don't want to be caught in that position where you're kind of with both of them and you're contending because then that puts a limit on your team. That puts a limit on what you can do. Um, I do think that the Magic have to have at least some consideration of fit and and where this guy fits into the longer continuum of the team, which is why, like, again, Alpern Sangun, is he better than Wendell Carter? Is he better than Mo Bamba? Is that where you want to invest? this really valuable draft pick and in this draft, you know, again, if you think he is do it like, I, again, like I, I, I have my opinions, but if Jeff Bowman believes Alperin Sengun is the next Nikola Jokic, take him like seriously, take him. Um, you know, I, I feel the same way about Barnes is Barnes going to be better than Isaac is Barnes going to be better than Okiki. Uh, you know, defensively, he might be better than Okiki, but Okiki is a pretty good defender too. Uh, I, I'm not sold on that. And that's why I'm a, you know, I'm a little bit skeptical of Barnes being the right pick for the magic. Uh, and again, I, again, I, I think the fit with Barnes isn't necessarily the best at the moment. So I, I do think that um, I do think that the Magic have to have some consideration of fit as they as they get through as they get through this draft here. Um, let me uh, I'm, I'm going to scan through these comments here real fast. Um, looking at some of these, we had some some comments about RJ. I think I hit those. Um, 
Sorry, I'm just gonna kind of get through get through some of these. I see some some uh, uh I've not watched TJ Crockett, Joe John, so I, I can't I can't say a whole lot about that. Um, um, Taco Taco J asks any chance Josh Giddy sneaks into top ten pick? I think there is definitely a chance. Um, you know, six eight guard, six eight you know kind of point forward. Um, you know, a lot of things that we're saying about Scotty Barnes, um, uh, at least his offensive skill set. Uh, Josh Giddy is a lot better at. Um, you know, Giddy isn't isn't a good shooter either. Um, doesn't have much of an offensive game, but he is a significantly better passer than Scotty Barnes. Um, and they're about the same size. And Barnes is kind of being sold as this kind of point forward. Barnes is obviously a better defensive player, and I think that's why I, I think that's the big reason why Barnes is ahead. Would not surprise me if the Magic are gonna are interested in Josh Giddy. He checks off a lot of their boxes. Um, I, I don't know if he fits perfectly with this team either, especially because Markel Fultz is a non-shooter. Um, you know, you can't have two, you can't have like two non-shooters on the floor. And Josh Giddy is definitely a non-shooter. Um, so I, I, I do think, I do think that, um, I do think that there's a chance Giddy sneaks into the top 10, but I think the shooting thing is going to probably drop him down toward the back end of that lottery or by, or back or kind of just outside the lottery a little bit. Um, Let's see what else we got here. I, I do see some questions about the second round pick. Um, uh, Chris, Christian Adam, Adamus asks as well, um, what's the take on taking Moody and Book Knight? I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, again, I've been hammering this point home. I will continue to hammer it home for the next week. I don't care what the convention says. I don't care if all the mock drafts have Book Knight going seven and Moody going 12. If those are your guys, take them. Like if book if you if if book Knight is the guy that Jeff Waltman believes can be an, an all star player, take him at five. Like seriously. Like if they're if if Orlando's afraid Golden State's going to take him at seven and he won't be there at eight, take him at five. Um, again, like that's that's I'm being completely serious on that. Or trade down from from five and let Golden State have Scotty Barnes. Go get go. You know maybe maybe you trade five. Maybe you trade five to golden state for seven and 14 or seven in a future draft pick. And you take seven and eight and you just do book Knight and, and Moody, or again, like I've said, why risk it? Just take your guy at five. Um, I think book Knight. um, there's a, there's a lot of opinions. Um, there's a lot of opinions on, on book Knight. Um, and, and I think that there's, 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 there's a lot, there's a lot of wide range that he could fall Um, You know, he, he, I think he is a bit of a risky pick. He was inefficient score. He could put, he could put up a lot of points, but he was a very inefficient score. I wonder how much of that was his role at UConn and how much they had to rely on him to be uh, the, the dominant score for that team. Uh, so I don't think we saw a lot of him kind of working off the ball in, in other ways that he might score. Um, but the scoring numbers are really impressive. The magic needs scoring. The magic need guys who can just get buckets and, and get to the basket and get downhill. Um, so maybe that is a pick worth investing in. I've kind of joked that, you know, Book Knight to me could be kind of the Donovan Mitchell of this draft and that he just impresses everyone in workouts and rises up draft boards. It does seem like that's happened a little bit with him maybe going to go with maybe Golden State looking at him as a potential pick at number seven. Uh, if that's if that's the case, you know, again, maybe Book Knight is the guy. Uh, you know, and, and Magic reportedly did have him in for a workout. Um, there's there's some reporting about that. Uh, but I, I, I do think that Book Knight could be a really valuable player for this team and a really valuable guy uh, for, for the magic to, to kind of grow with and, and, and add to their, add to their group. Um, so again, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what, um, we'll see what it is, but I don't think a book night moody draft would be bad. It obviously dress, dresses some clear needs for the magic. 
uh, some clear direction that the league is going in with scoring wings and shooting being more important than bigs and, and maybe even a little bit of, of defense. And so I don't think that that would be crazy to do that as well. Um, Kyle Langan asked as well, a uh, stash reach pick with the second round. Um, the magic drafting at 33 makes me a little bit he- hesitant to do a reach. Um, if you're going to, if you're going to do a stash pick, I would trade down, maybe get some extra assets. Um, second round picks can be a little wonky. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the, what the stash, uh, uh, market looks like at the 33, 33rd pick. I honestly have not done a lot of prep work on that 33rd pick. Um, the rumor that does interest me is, you know, maybe trading back into this back end of the first round and getting into, you know, again, you're, you're committing a lot of salary in that case, but getting, um, getting another player, um, getting another player in, in the back end of the first round, maybe one that you can stash as well, but maybe one that you can add to the group as well and add kind of more solid player as well. Um, there's usually teams that don't want to pay first round picks. Magic have plenty of cap room. Magic, you know, don't need to spend their cap room this offseason. So maybe adding another, maybe adding a third first round pick wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I would say I, I would prefer the Magic to consolidate a little bit more. So maybe move, moving from 33 down to get a stash would be a better move. Um, get you know maybe get a, a a second round pick somewhere in the 40s plus a future second round pick that's you know top 30 you know that's I guess wouldn't be I guess second round picks would all be top 30 protected but um you get you get the you get the point maybe maybe moving down to to kind of solidify the future and, and not add um, more players um, in in the pick um looking at uh, again I'm kind of going through some of these questions if you have a speaker request uh, I do see a speaker request I sorry sorry about that Daniel Daniel Morton said how you doing buddy hey Philip I'm doing well how about yourself. I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, uh, what's what you got today? So I had one quick question, but I want to start off with a statement. Uh, listening to the Ozone podcast, I think Adam Papa Giorgio is going to give you a run for your money on the Moses Moody hype train. <laughs> Adam and I, Adam and I see eye to eye on a lot of things, so so I, okay. I'm not super surprised. I don't know. He's got a, a pretty special comp. He's got a Devin Booker buddy healed comp for Moses Moody. So. Eh. That means maybe maybe I I, I, look, I like Moses Moody a lot. Um, I don't know if I would take him at five, but, um, but again, I I get to get two players. Like I I know I've, I know I've hammered this point home a million times. It doesn't matter if people think Moses Moody is the fifth pick or not get two players you believe in. They'll prove their worth as they play. Right. So my question to you is this um, using obviously your expertise what do you see kind of since we're a week away as the final prediction for what the magic do? Not necessarily what you want them to, what you want them to do, obviously, but what do you think that John and Jeff end up doing? So I, I don't think they will end up trading up. Um, I don't think a trade, I don't think a trade up is in, is in the cards. I think that the top of this draft is too good. Um, those, those teams just, I don't think will pass on those guys. Uh, I, I am, I've been saying Kuminga in every mock draft I've done. Um, you know, we're, we're still working on our group mock draft here on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'll spoil it. We, we all have a, uh, most of us have us taking Kuminga. I, I do think that's changed a little bit for me over the last, you know, maybe 24 hour, you know, 24, 36 hours as I've kind of learned a little bit more information, done a little bit more film study. Um, I think it's very, very possible that I, I think, I think if the Magic keep five, it's a little bit more possible. I think that they, um, that they uh, take Scotty Barnes. Um, and I think that they would probably take Scotty Barnes with the idea of maybe trading down somewhere to get someone, to get, to get someone they like. It, it would, I, I don't know if I'm ready to make the prediction that the magic will come out of this draft with Moody and Booknight, 
But it would not surprise me if the if the idea or the thought is let's trade down from five or let's let's trade down from five to like seven, maybe even nine or ten, um, and get two really good shooters, get two you know players with upside. Uh, like Moody and Book Knight, and call it a day, and and be happy with that. It would not surprise me if that's ultimately what happens. Um, if I'm always betting, if I'm always predicting, I always bet against trades because trades are really hard to make in this league. Um, so I would bet that they'd go Barnes, and I I think they'd go Moody, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's Book Knight or Sangoon. Um, you know, I, I don't think Keon Johnson. I know they're. I, I think they're planning to work him out tomorrow or on Friday. Um, I, I think I think that's you know Matt Lloyd said on the Magic Pod Squad that they had one more workout plan this week. Um, you know Wednesday was Alpern Sangoon. Uh, Keon Johnson said that he'd be working out for Orlando. So I, I'm I'm kind of doing math, some math there, and, and surmising that Keon Johnson will be in town on Friday. Um, I I don't think they do Keon Johnson. I think I think his speed is a real thing, and I think that would be interesting. But um, I, I think that they would probably lean. You know, make sure we make sure we get at least one shooter in this draft, whether it's Moody or Book Knight. Um, and then from there, kind of take whatever is best available. And if the Magic can grab some more future assets, if the Magic end up moving down, it wouldn't surprise me. But I think they'll stick with five and eight, and they'll probably go Barnes and either Book Knight or Moody. Um, so thank, thank you, Dan- Daniel, for for that question there. Um, just, again, I'm kind of going through um, going through some of these questions. Um, Eli Walton asked uh, opinions on the rumors Magic and Raptors are inquiring about moving up to three. Would Mobley be the pick for sure at three if the Magic get it, or could you see them picking Suggs? Um, I could see them picking either Mobley or Suggs. Um, I do think the guard thing is real. I do think Mobley's better than Suggs, um, or at least a higher upside play than Suggs. Um, so I don't, you know, I do think that, you know, if the Magic are picking Mobley, if the Magic are aiming to pick Mobley, I would want them to already have a Wendell Carter deal in place um, or a Mo Bamba deal in place. Um, you know, they, 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 like I said, you got to give whoever you draft a clear path to minutes. Um, with Carter and Bamba there, they don't have a. There's no clear path to minutes for Mobley uh, or one of those two guys that that are kind of important. Um, might have to be moved on, and and one of them might be moved on anyway because I do think the Magic need to add a veteran big as well um, to this to this group. Um, so, I, you know, I, I I think it wouldn't surprise me if Suggs is a target. Suggs I think checks a lot of the character boxes the Magic have, um, if not kind of the size boxes. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me if Suggs is a target again. I am very skeptical Cleveland's actually going to make a move, um, you know, unless they believe Kuminga or Bar- Barnes is their guy and they think that they can get some future asset or get an extra pick uh, by moving down. Um, I, I, just, I just don't see that. I think, honestly, I think there's a chance that Cleveland or Toronto takes Barnes and leaves one of those top four guys to Orlando. I, I would put that, you know, kind of at a one in five or, you know, one in four chance that that happens. It would not surprise me if that is the case that the Magic uh, end up not having to move and get like Jalen Suggs. You know, the draft is always surprising um, and, and everyone, you know, no one really knows what's going to happen. Like we can predict all we want, but people seem to really like Scotty Barnes. His, his, his intangibles, I think, really pop off the page. And, you know, especially for a team like Toronto that, you know, may not need another guard or, or may need someone that kind of fits a role more than can, be, can, can add some star potential, that, that might be the, the, the pathway for them. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I've talked to Toronto people. Toronto people say no, we're taking Suggs. We're not. We're not going to mess around with that. Um, but that was very early in the draft, in the in the post lottery process, and obviously things have changed a little bit. Um, again, looking through some of these uh, comments here. Uh, sorry, I'm just kind of getting through this. Um, if Barnes and Moody Moody are drafted, who's out of the rotation? Uh, you would have Fultz, Cole, Hampton, Moody, Barnes, Chuma, Isaac, Carter, Bomba, Harris, Ross. That's already eleven. Yeah, I know, uh, and that's. 
that's part of the problem. I do think the Magic need to consolidate some players at this point. Um, would not surprise me um, if there's a, if there's trades in the works. I, I don't think I don't think the draft is the end of the Magic's offseason. They're not going to just gonna do the draft and kind of wash their hands and be done. I do think there's more work to do. Someone asked earlier, um, do you see Gary Harris or Terrence Ross on the roster uh, at, on opening night? I only see one of them on the roster on opening night. I do think the Magic are going to move one of them. I suspect it will be Terrence Ross. Um, everything I've heard about the Magic front office, they are they're very upfront with people. They're very um, kind of uh, kind of honest with the players, and I think players appreciate that. Um, that's just kind of how they operate. Um, I, it would not surprise me if they have they have an they they've told Terrence Ross we will take care of you. We're not going to you know we we thank you for helping us out. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that you're on a, in a good situation for you. Um, as soon as we can. Um, that, that, that feels like how they would operate. I don't know if they've actually done that or not. Um, so I do think that, I do think that, um, I do think that, that it's very likely that Terrence Ross has moved on. So could that be Terrence and Mo for, you know, some future asset or for something? Maybe. Um, but I agree with you. The Magic do have a problem where there's too many players on the roster that need playing time. Someone's getting squeezed out. So they do need to, they do need to consolidate some players here. Um, in the very, very near future to get themselves, you know, kind of in, in playing shape. But remember this too, you know, you added Fultz and Isaac to that, to that rotation. I suspect Isaac will be ready for training camp. Um, you know, I, I haven't read Josh Robbins article, but you know, you know, Isaac's by all accounts is, believes he's turned a corner that he's kind of on the right path. You know, Matt Lloyd noted that Marco Fultz is kind of working out without a knee brace at this point. So that's, that's, that's a good sign. That's a good step that, that he obviously has to take. Um, but I do expect that, Isaac's not going to play back-to-backs. They're going to be very careful with him. He'll play some limited minutes early on. Whenever Marco Fultz comes back, they're going to kind of bring him along. So we know how this Magic team operates with injuries. It's going to take a while. They're not going to be full goes. So there will be games where Marco Fultz doesn't play and you know Cole, Carter-Williams, and RJ are going to have to man the point. Um, and then there'll be games where Isaac doesn't play and the Magic will have to kind of scramble their rotation a little bit. Um, you know, a, a lot of the conversation I'm seeing in the in the, in the the comments um, – uh, with the, in the comments here, uh, you know, Bar, you know, Roth Henry makes the point, which I agree with, um, that Barnes is a glue guy. He's the guy you get after you get your star. I agree completely. Um, I think that the Magic need to get someone with star upside in this draft. Um, you know, again, I've been a big proponent of take a swing with one guy, go safe with the second pick. To me, Barnes, Barnes, honestly, to me, would be the safe pick. Um, you know, I did a mock draft uh, with the Golden State Warriors um, in their broadcast crew, um, and Dante Marcatelli picked Barnes with the fifth pick. And that changed a little bit of my thinking when I got to eight, because um, I've been picking Kuminga in most of my mock drafts. Um, and when I got to eight, you know, Book Knight was off the board, and I was like, you know, this is where I would take Book Knight over Moody, um, because Book Knight has more star potential. I feel pretty safe. I know what Barnes is going to be. Book Knight is my home run swing. Um, I ended up taking Moody because I, I still think Moody is the best player on the board at that point. But I, I do think that that changes some of the calculus, and so I agree. Barnes, Barnes to me is not potential is not a potential star. I think he's going to be a very good player. Um, you know, Dray- the Draymond Green, uh, the Draymond Green comparisons, I think are really strong and really, really good. Um, but the Magic don't need a Draymond Green. They need a Stephen Curry. They need a Clay Thompson. They need someone that they can truly build around if they're going to take that next step. And again, maybe it's on the roster. I, I, I don't want to preclude any of the young guys from being that guy. Um, one of the things that I think is really going to happen over the course of the next year is Jamal Mosley is going to push Jonathan Isaac to be the star to be the guy that takes a lot of shots and to be a little bit more aggressive and assertive offensively in a way that he probably hasn't had to be since high school. And I'm really intrigued, you know, now that not only is Jonathan Isaac 
uh, you know, going to be pushed that way. He's one of the older players on this team. He's one of the veteran guys on this team. He's going to be taking on a lot more leadership responsibilities. And so I, I do think that, I do think that, um, that, you know, the star might already be on the roster. Um, you know, it could be Cole Anthony. We, we, I think he has star potential. Um, it could be RJ Hampton. I think he has star potential. Um, it, it could be, it could be Markel Fultz still. I mean, shoot. Um, it, it could be a lot. It could be a lot of guys. It could be a lot of guys. And I think the magic will be a little bit more egalitarian this year. But I think what's important coming out of this season is the magic have an understanding of what kind of team they can be and what kind of, and, and what kind of star they need to find and who that star might be. And it might be the draft pick. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's true. I, I know Rafa veteran at 23 years old, but he's on his second contract. Now he's, he's making money. He's not on a rookie contract anymore. Um, he's one of the old, he's one of the more experienced guys on this team. And I, I get that as, um, as, as, uh, as he's only played really uh, one full season in the NBA. Um, I saw some comments, um, earlier about, uh, about, uh, the, uh, Brandon Ingram rumors. Um, I, I don't anticipate the magic going after kind of a star player like that. Um, I, I don't anticipate them making kind of a big money move. Um, you know, other than kind of absorbing some salary to get some future assets. The one trade that I was intrigued in, I did the locked on NBA mock draft, um, which, you know, you can hear the full mock draft now uh, on the ultimate mock draft feed. Um, the one trade that I was interested in, um, I, I tried to engage Sacramento to move up a spot to eight, um, do a trade, do a trade swapping eight and nine uh, with the magic taking on Buddy Hill's contract. And I would honestly offer Terrence Ross in that deal to make that happen. Um, Again, just add some shooting, you know, add, you know, add, add some of that. Um, I don't think the Magic are going to chase stars. I don't think they'll be involved in the Ben Simmons deals. I don't think they'll be involved in a Brandon Ingram deal. I don't think they'll be involved in Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal or Russell Westbrook, any of those guys. The Magic just don't have the supporting cast to make it worth it, worth their time to give that, give up all those future assets. Um, to get those players, you've got to give up some really, really good players to get to get them uh, or, or mortgage your future a little bit. The Magic don't have the ability to do that. They don't have the established base. Um, grabbing Buddy Heald to me would be, you know, an, an interesting kind of lateral step. It'd be a commitment of some salary long term. You add some shooting. You add some guy that has some spurt ability. Um, that would be kind of the limit of of who I would chase um, with this. Uh, who I would chase with my trade assets at this point. Um, just because you know, you you know, you, you know what he's going to be. You know, he's not a true star. Um, that I just I, I don't think the Magic are interested in kind of pushing chips in the middle, so to speak. They'll make some lateral moves. Um, they'll move some guys around to get some future assets, or to get a little bit younger to get or to get some younger guys, or maybe just a veteran, just like a, a solid veteran that's not going to eat up a ton of ton of room. You know, we've talked a lot about um, we've talked a lot about uh, uh, maybe going after. Uh, shoot, oh, it's, I'm blanking on uh, Eric Gordon as kind of in, uh, of absorbing him into the trade exception. Those are the kind of trades that I'd be looking at if I were um, if I were the Magic, um, you know, using that trade exception to add a veteran. Um, but other than that, not doing um, a whole whole lot of anything. Um, you know, the stupid Jonathan Isaac rumor is just coming up, and I don't think people realize what, what anything else is. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, so much of this, so much of this is still a mystery. So much of this is still about kind of building the roster and figuring out what you have. And, and honestly, that's what this year is going to be about. That's why I don't think we're going to see a ton of wins. Um, it, this this year's about figuring out what you have and then figuring out how to build from there. So I, I don't think that the Magic are quite are quite at the spot where they need to go cash in for for some uh, superstar players. That's where they were last summer. Um, honestly, um, you know, I was not for the Russell Westbrook deal. Um, but 
that would have been the kind of deal that the Magic could have made. Um, and that's kind of the step that they were at as an organization where they could they, they could have pushed some chips into the middle to try and take that next step up into the four or five range rather than being a seven, eight seed. Um, and, and obviously they decided not to do that. And obviously things um, things fell apart from there. Um, one last question coming here from Daniel Mortensen. Who starts at the two, RJ or Gary Harris? Um, I think it'll be Gary Harris. Um, I think they'll they'll lean on the veteran. They'll want, want a veteran presence. Uh, I would expect, honestly, minutes to be fairly flat. Uh, I don't think we'll see a lot of mat, a lot of players averaging more than 30 minutes per game um, because there's so much young player depth and young person depth in this in this in this on this roster. Who finishes games, I think, will change from game to game based on who's playing well and and, and how guys are playing together. Um, so. You know, by the end of the season, do I expect RJ to be starting? Yeah, probably. I, I don't think Gary Harris will be on the roster beyond the trade deadline, m- most likely. Um, but um, I think again, it'll be competition. Whoever's the better player is going to start. But I would, I would pencil in Gary Harris as the starting two guard um, at this moment. Um, we are coming up on six o'clock. It is six o'clock here uh, on the East Coast. Um, I, I want to thank everyone for joining for this Spotify Green Room. Um, uh, we're obvi- obviously the draft is a very, very exciting time. It's a very, very exciting day for this team and, and more likely than not something completely unpredictable is going to happen. Um, and so we will, um, we will be, you know, we will be, you know, ready for anything. It, it seems like um, if you're going to the magic draft party at the Amway center, have a great time. Um, I'll be, I'll be working that night. Um, so I, I won't be able to, to be there and enjoy the festivities. Um, we won't do a Spotify green room next Thursday because of that. We'll do one instead next Friday. We'll talk, uh, we'll react to the draft and react to, to everything else going on. Uh, here as well. Um, so uh, one last speaker request coming in here. Nope, I guess not. Um, no more speaker speaker requests uh, coming in. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining today's Spotify Green Room. So many great questions, so many great thoughts when it comes to uh, the Orlando Magic and what they're going to do in the NBA draft. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining. Um, if you don't already do so, Please follow. You can always ask questions to me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. You can subscribe to the podcast Locked on Magic on uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Um, always be sure to to um, oh, you know, you can always you can always hear our thoughts there. We'll hopefully have this episode up uh, as well. Then you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Magic, and of course for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter and ask questions as always at OMagicDaily. Until next week. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great weekend. Have a great draft week. We will see you all again next time here on Spotify Game and, of course, on Locked On Magic. Have a great one, everybody. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.